I want to introduce you to uh, a person that I have met and someone that uh, was able to share a story with me when I ask about this myself. It is a story of being uh, a, of, of there being a double standard uh, for Americans and for those who are perhaps of conservative ilk, who knows, and those who actually take a stance against the illegal immigration into this country of workers, migrants, and otherwise. And so let's talk to this gentleman about his circumstances. I'm going to bring you in, and no, I'm not going to reveal any names here today. Later on, as uh, is appropriate, we will, in fact, circle back to him and get him in again where we will tell you the rest of the story. So come on in, come on up right now, and share with us why you and I must have this conversation with the rest of America today. Talk to us. Yes, how you doing? Great. Um, yes, basically, I have three illegal immigrants uh, that came in legally on visas, and our uh, the visa lady that was doing our petition paperwork was actually forging my name on the signatures. And the workers that we had were actually supposed to be here for six months, but with our, we weren't aware of that. We thought we had the workers for over a year. So anyways, the workers overstayed and were working for the company for two months past their extension, which we weren't aware of. And uh, the federal government charged us with hiring three illegal aliens, which ended up costing the company millions of dollars in legal fees. And I uh, was sentenced to federal prison for two over two years. Now, 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 hold it, hold up, right there, hold up, right there. Now, now, friends, every all of you throughout the fruited plains and around the globe, I want you to hear this because uh, this spells catastrophe when this type of uh, a thing happens. It, it spells catastrophe for all of us. Now, all of you know that there is a flood. I mean, a literal flood. Of illegals coming across this country, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. We just know that the government is dropping them off in cities and townships near you and me. So you said to us, my friend, that your uh, workers were here legally, but they stayed two months past their expiration date. And you yes, sir. wind up in Fed prison over that incident? Is that what you're telling yes, us? Yes, sir. Yes. Americans, does that sound absurd to you? Continue with this story. Uh, when did you, how did you know that this was coming? When did they, how did they let you know that they were going to jump pounce on you? Okay, so what happened was our, our company got raided approximately six years ago, seven years ago by the federal government. It was surrounded by suburbans. And they came in with guns pointed at us and all this over these three workers. And under the government contract, we have to give the workers a place to live, which we did. Um, so anyways, the, uh, the workers were living in a facility and the government charged uh, me with harboring illegal aliens. And I did not even own the property. 
nor I didn't own, didn't own the company as well. But so you were abiding me. by the terms of the government contract. You so you had a government contract. Is that right? I, I, yes, but I never signed the government contract. I hired a, an immigration attorney in Florida, and which I never met this attorney. I met her online, and she was forging my name on all the government contracts. That's why we weren't aware, because of uh, her forging signatures. And we end up going to trial, and I found out at a later date, it wasn't just the company I was working for. It was uh, over 20 companies that this immigration attorney was forging signatures on all the companies and she was funneling the workers in legally and then she was reselling them as we believe to her other clients which i was not aware of who were also taking uh, perhaps advantage of of these of these people uh how, how was that work how was her scheme how was her scheme working which sounds like some ponzi type of thing going on here it is a ponzi scheme so uh basically the workers that were supposed to be working for uh, the the roofing company, ended up working out on an offshore oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico as engineers making three hundred fifty thousand a year. Well, they're supposed to be working for roofer for a roofing company making eleven dollars an hour. And so, I wasn't aware of any of this going on, or anybody with the company wasn't aware of this going on. Amazing. So the money, the three fifty a year that you just mentioned, the three k a year, uh, who did it go to? I mean, was there really? No, 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 no. This, this is these these people were professional people coming from other countries, working like as engineers, like I see, uh, I see, like, like, uh, for this oil rig. I see. And anyways, they were. That's what their wage was, from what I understand. I'm not really not for sure because the government won't let us know. But anyways, they ended up working supposed to be working for the this roofing company and they ended up on an offshore oil rig thousands of miles away for a guy i never heard of and he never heard of me now my friend tell us how did they get you from your office into federal penitentiary um they when they raided the place they ended up indicting me um two years after that and i never understood why it was so long so until later, we ended up finding out that the lead agent was fired from the federal government for being a serial rapist. And he was raping, uh, from what I understand, three women that he got charged with. But I heard it was up to six different women that he was raping. It was a lead agent that ran my investigation. Amazing. Just amazing. And folks, I'm just wanting to wet your whistle a little bit with this story. Uh, here because you may think that this is something that's not going on in mass around this country. And uh, it seems that there are some who can get away with it. Do can can do you can you reference, I mean not not name them, but can do you recall anyone who might have been in the same situation that you found yourself in, but yet there was no jail time. There was no federal uh, indictments or anything that came down on them. Do you do you feel that this is absolutely unjust? It sounds that way, but I want to hear it from you. Uh, yeah, actually, I do have another friend of mine. Um, um, he's also in the roofing business, and he was doing a roof where he was tearing off a roof, and it had less than a half of 1% of asbestos in the roofing material which he wasn't aware of and anyways they ended up fining him 1.8 million dollars for this 
and they uh, put him in prison for one year. Well, <laughs> wow. So, folks, uh, hey, it, 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 it's going down uh, as far as the regulations and that type thing is concerned, and they are putting people in jail over tiny infractions like that. And uh, we don't know what the situations may be totally, but friends, I'm just wanting to make you aware to keep an eye on those that you send to office because they confirm the judges that indeed hand down these sentences. To hardworking people, I may add, to people who pay taxes, I may add, while the tax burden continues to increase, you're putting Americans who are earning a living and putting other people to work making money in jail. Let me ask you then, where where are you now? I mean, wh- I mean, not literally, but uh, as far as this uh, 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 situation is concerned, uh, wh- where is the process taking you now? Well, uh, after my first attorney failed me and um, cost a fortune, by the way, um, I have to, I end up having to hire several attorneys. Um, I had to hire a handwriting expert. And I had to hire uh, four private investigators total to investigate the, the, the lead agent that was uh, fired for serial rape that the prosecutor covered up um, during my trial. And uh, we knew that the agent was fired, so we subpoenaed him in my trial, and he was sitting in my trial, and he pled the fifth, and the judge let him get away with it. And we told the judge, Your Honor, we need to know why this man was fired. She said, well we couldn't tell you so she never told us she never got the information and still to this day we don't have it but my private investigators were able to find out that he was a serial rapist and he was raping women committing fraud on all the women by forging documents forging uh uh like they were renting uh condos and apartments and one of the women actually did a documentary on him on the rapist agent I want you to stay there with me for just uh, a few minutes. You're listening to the C.L. Bryan Show live coast to coast and border to border over Red State, the talk monster throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe, uh, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State. Tune in daily. I'm usually here when I'm not on the road. Just got back from Ohio and uh, really glad that all of you come along with me today to help build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And go to FreedomWorks, freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, where I am proudly a senior fellow there, and become a part of the largest network of activists in the country. Building, educating, mobilizing that network is what we do. Over 6 million strong on the ground and uh, just got back from Ohio uh, with uh, a bunch of my, my team, my crew, and um, colleagues up there in Ohio. And uh, friends, we Americans, we're still in charge of this country. Are you hearing me? We're still in charge of this country, but you're letting it slip, slide away. And stories like this one that we're hearing right now is evidence that uh, it's slip sliding away from you. And you got to wake up. you got to push back and stand up to what's going on. Becoming sheep, Americans. 
coming back as a friend that I uh, have met, and uh, I mean, it's a great atrocity in my estimation, what has occurred and what has happened uh, to him. And you're going to have to decide this for yourself as you hear deeper into the story. Now, information that should have been yours, you're thinking that that information uh, was withheld from you? Yes, absolutely. Um, we got the prosecutor uh, wouldn't disclose it. And so my first attorney took, uh, we subpoenaed the agent, and we believe he was even on an ankle monitor at the time. And the federal government covered all this up, but we're not for sure on that. But he came to the courtroom, and he was a lead investigator, the serial rapist. And he was on the stand, and he was testifying. And my attorney asked him why he no longer works for the State Department. Why isn't he in charge of this investigation no more? And we want to know why he's fired from the State Department. And he says, I plead the fifth. So we never find out the prosecutor had his head down, didn't say anything. And then my attorney at the time looked at the judge and says, Your Honor, we need to know why. Um, and she says, move on to the next question. So we never did find out why. And it made me so angry uh, what happened that I... Uh, hired this high-profile attorney. Now, this attorney that I hired is probably one of the number one attorneys in the country and uh, one of the best uh, as far as I'm concerned. And he uh, hired a team of private investigators, and then we ended up finding out that he was a serial rapist, the lead investigator that was in my case, and the federal government covered that up during my trial. And the judge, still to this day, we asked the judge for the... uh, the information on this agent on his fraud and the raping and she she will not refuse she refuses to give it to us Americans you must make them accountable to you regardless of how the cookie crumbles you need to make sure that those who sit on the benches who are appointed and many times by the politicians that you elect You have to make certain that they are accountable to you. And and, and what we see here and what we're going to follow here as far as this case is concerned is whether or not an American businessman can have the judicial system be accountable to his cause and his case when he feels as though he is not receiving fair and balanced justice. That, that's, that's, that's all he's at. Now, we're talking about somebody here who does, in fact, exercise his right as an American businessman. He exercises his right in the free market. He exercises the principle of this country that's made it great, capitalism. But yet, seemingly, he is being penalized for violating something that really to you should seem absurd since we have a flood of illegals coming across our southern border as we speak matter of fact they come across as we speak but yet he spends two years in jail because three of his people overstayed their visa three days <laughs> I'm going to give you the last word my friend and uh, what would you like to leave the audience with well, the credit, uh, so after I was in prison for seven months, I filed that our attorney was ineffective. So I was able, 
attorney did a, my attorney was so good. He did a 55 page document of 55 pages of things my first attorney did wrong. So I was, uh, thank God I was able to, uh, the judge actually, even though she won't let us have any information about this rapist committing fraud, um, that was a lead agent, but she did give me another evidentiary hearing where I was able to go back to court. So while I was in court, they put me on a, uh, several prison buses, shackled my legs and my arms for two months to go. And I flew from, uh, Florida to Atlanta, Georgia, to Oklahoma, all over the country on, uh, these prison buses where you're shackled in an airplane. And then they transport me in buses for hundreds of hundreds of miles. It took me a total of two months to get back to court just to be able to have my hearing. Then I was in court shackled, um, in there. And then the prosecutor was hanging over my head, waving his fingers like he was going to hit me and threatening Basically, you say these guys were illegal. You knew they were illegal. I said, I did not know. I did not know. So anyways, after that, we were able to get a handwriting expert. And the handwriting expert said, I didn't sign these documents 100%. He said it was 99%. But the problem was, is the prosecutor, my handwriting expert would have said 100%. We had the original documents. But the prosecutor destroyed all the original documents, so my handwriting expert couldn't say 100%. He could only say 99%. So the federal government destroyed the documents. So anyways, I was able to get the expert in there, and then they charged me harboring illegals, and they the prosecutor thought I owned the building, and then he realized I didn't even own the property to begin with. Now let me so, ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now why... Would the feds, what was, what's the motivation behind them doing this? Is it because uh, their fear of lawsuits from you? What, what, what is the fed, fed motivation in your estimation? In your estimation? Um, I believe it was the assets of the property because, uh, well, uh, we weren't aware that they were even illegal, but we weren't even aware that if you rent to an illegal alien, which there's probably 10% of the population in this country is illegal aliens, but the federal government, if you rent to an illegal alien, they could seize everything you own. Ah, which, so they wanted the monetary gain of your property. Yes, yes. It was all uh, about real estate, and seizing real estate is what the whole thing, uh, that's what it all ended up but uh, furthermore, I know you, you have to go here soon, but I want to talk as a judge after I went through and I proved I didn't own the real estate. I, and then the prosecutor said in court that he made a huge mistake and he didn't know that. Well, the, pro the problem was is the lead agent that was a serial rapist was in charge of finding out who owned what and what property. So they didn't even know. They just assumed I owned it. So when this is very important. So then he got fired. And then they hired new agents right before I went to trial. And the new agents were testifying in the courtroom to all these facts for two days. And then we were able to prove that the agents weren't even uh, uh, involved with the case at the time. They were reading the agent's notes for the serial rapist agent. They got fired during his notes. And they were testifying through my trial that they were doing the work and they never did the work. So my whole case was hearsay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, 
it, I, I understand exactly what you have said to us. You have said to us that there's a lot of sh- a slipshod work that is going on uh, when it comes to these types of matters uh, in in our judiciary, uh, in our um, court systems, and it appears that uh, there's a, a corruption that obviously has been there for a long time. This thing just doesn't happen overnight. It, it, you know, this thing has been there for a long time. But this is what you, that's what makes sense to us because we see it. We see the bias and we see sometimes the unjust uh, opinions that are are handed down and handed over. Listen, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I I, I, I want to finalize with one quick comment. Go ahead. uh, Go ahead. So so anyways, um, I went back to court for my second evidentiary hearing in October 15th of 2019. And now we're in 2021. It's been uh, two and a half years later, and my judge still has not ruled yet in two and a half years. So she hasn't now. We proved that the handwriting wasn't mine in these documents. I didn't even own the real estate if they charged me the harboring and all this stuff. And the judge is in a predicament here. Is what I'm afraid is she's going to sweep it under the rug, or she's going to do the right thing and clear But okay, my if she sweeps it under the hope, rug, hope. if she sweeps it under the rug, what happens to you? Then I have to appeal to the next court, which I am prepared to do. But that's going to be another, uh, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars, and then that'll take probably another year and a half before I could get a decision because it'll reset the whole clock with a whole new judge. You know Which, what? Uh, uh, I uh, I certainly hope it doesn't happen like this. I certainly hope that you get a ruling, but I would not be surprised if it gets swept under the rug because they just string you out and slow walk you right off the cliff. Well, I just hope at the end of the day the judge is honest. That's all I hope. So. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But listen, God bless you and God keep you and your endeavors. And I certainly trust that uh, you get the expected end of uh, what you are, are seeking and looking for. Continue to fight the good fight. Win or lose or draw, continue to fight the good fight. And I know you will because uh, you got to got to look at you, got to look in your eyes. And I tell you something, uh, uh, there is uh, a lot of grit there. So hang on to that because I, I think that's the truth of what we all must be facing now is we have to look into our, our truer, grittier selves and stand firm. So you do the same. Listen, thanks a lot for being on. 